poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, this is your host, the founder of ChasingPokerGreatness.com, Coach Brad Wilson. And today is Tuesday, which means it's a very tactical day. Indeed, I am joined by my co-host, John. How are you doing, John? Good. Probably don't, can't even recognize me anymore. I'm a, as you can probably, as the YouTube viewers can probably already tell, I'm a, I'm a live reg now. Yeah, I was wondering who this who this human being was that sat down um, for today's episode of Tactical Tuesday. You, you look totally different. It's a new you. I'm not going to say it's a better you. It feels probably like a worse you, but I don't know. I guess we'll see over we'll time. See, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens in the live streets. And since you are now a live reg, looks like you've brought some live hands to today's Tactical Tuesday because we're in the PokerCoaching.com Easy Hand Replayer skin here. Best replayer in the market. Best replayer right. on the market. I think it might be the only replayer on the market that I'm aware of too. So, you know, just monopoly going on. Um, tell me about these live hands. Where are you playing? Uh, so I'm playing in Vegas. Um, this hand is a 10 Tony hand that actually happened last night. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, both hands are going to be at like 10 20 or five, 10 20, I think. And, uh, yeah, pretty. <laughs> the second hand is, is more for entertainment value. This one, I definitely have some real strategy questions to, to ask about. Nice. How, how do you find the live streets these days as compared to online? Um, I mean, it's just a. I almost think that live poker is like the difference between live poker and online poker is similar to like the gap in the difference between like cash and tournaments, where it's just like it's almost like a totally different environment. And like, yeah, yeah, you're like, you know, you're 100 plus BBs deep. Like a lot of those things don't change the things that do change from cash to tournaments. But still, like playing multi-way pots almost every hand, it feels like um, you're also like you're very frequently like 600 big blinds deep and not like the 100 to 200 that you usually find yourself in um, online yeah so tons of i don't know just tons of new fun situations to navigate um, yeah and various stack sizes right because of all the straddling like sometimes you got 600 big blinds sometimes you have three sometimes yeah. you have 400 sometimes yeah, you yeah, have yeah. two and you're like playing next to someone sometimes you're like does this guy know that like he has half the big blinds that he had <laughs> last hand because there's a straddle on or does he just not care and yeah, yeah. you know 300 is 300 to this guy yeah, it's a land where just being able to think on your feet, being able to problem solve in real time is going to be exceptionally valuable as a live live poker player. It's way more fun. I'll, I'll add that too. for like one of the good things about live poker or definite benefits of playing live poker versus online is just getting to talk to people in between hands after hands, whatever is something you don't get when you're sitting in your room at your computer by yourself all day. That is true, unless you want to talk to yourself in which case i made so many random sports bets in the last two days just like 
hey, <laughs> this random college football game that's on, on do you want to put 50 bucks on who scores first? I don't know. I don't even know who has the ball or who's, you know, who's home. So I don't know. It's just literally inter- little inter- interactions like that that make the day much more enjoyable than just. I don't know that it's the interaction so much as your degenerate side coming out where you can just randomly play some bets that you have no earthly ideas to whether they're you plus learn or so not. much about gambling when you gamble with like old people who have been around I'm just like wow I didn't even think about betting on that but that's a great idea like <laughs> this guy so oh, I mean this is oh, this is totally a tangent but the guy that I was making the sports bet sports bet with he we bet on like the first team to score a team lined up to kick a field goal and he's just like, do you think it's going to be left of center or right or center? 50 bucks. Mm. Just totally, I don't know, things that, I've, things that I've never even imagined gambling on. But Yeah. Do you think there's an average? Left or right of center? He kicked it left of center first, and they iced the kicker. Yeah. And then he kicked it just straight down the middle, so he chopped. Hmm. I would think that like a right-footed kicker is probably going to... He was left-footed. He was left-footed. Yeah. The southpaw kicker. Yeah. I have no idea. I was gonna think a, a a right-footed kicker probably will curve to the left, and I guess a left-footed would curve to the right. Would be my assumption. Like he curved it to the left the first time. I thought I was collected, but then they iced him. It's like one of the biggest bad beats I suffered yesterday. Wow. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm not going to invest time into even thinking about this, <laughs> even though I really want to. I want data on this. I want to know <laughs> the answer to this thing that will provide no value. It's a poker podcast for the rest way? of the rest of my life. Uh, we're transitioning slowly into a sports betting podcast, <laughs> I think, um, which I think is your dream, actually. Just uh, sports bet coaching for profits. That's going to be the next CPG venture. Let's move onto the hand. Right. In question, you have an ace and a queen of clubs. Uh, looks like you're 5K deep, and primary villain is going to be the cutoff, uh, who yep. opens to 60. You're playing 1020. Fold, fold. You're in the big blind. I assume that you're going to be three betting ace, queen of clubs here. And yeah. Do- so just, I guess, a little bit of context before we get too deep into the hand. The cutoff is a European pro reg. Um, I'm actually not in the big blind technically in this hand. I just bought the button. Mm-hmm. Don't think it has any material effect on the rest of this hand, but just for you know, just for the full context, um, this was a cutoff open. There was one big blind. That was me. And fortunately, we can't play. I threw that. He calls. Okay. So there's 490 in the pot. Um, you flop nothing. The flop is king, five, deuce, rainbow. And you start out with a looks to be quarter or a third mm-hmm. C bet. Yep. And villain calls. Any thought to checking the flop or just always C betting here? What's the simplifying uh, the range? Doing bet? A lot of C betting. Yeah, likely doing a lot of C betting with this hand. Um, probably doing like planning on doing a bunch of double barreling and tripling based on the run out. Um, I think this hand is uh, definitely has like some nice like bluff catcher properties like it's not, not no pair which is generally I don't know where you can start thinking about turning your hand into a bluff catcher instead of um, instead of bluffing with it um, nice bluffing properties though is that it blocks like a lot of the stronger 
the easier call downs that the cutoff can find, blocking hands like Ace King and King Queen. Um, think, but Ace King almost certainly four bets pre. See, that's like another thing that I don't know happens yeah. when you're like 200 big blinds deep. Does he four bet Ace King off pre in position? Uh, I would think, right? Like, okay, so it's live poker. They are a rag, and it's like cutoff versus a single blind, you know, because you bought the button. I mean, the formation has to be such that like Ace King gets four bet very frequently, right? I mean, maybe not. But I don't if know. If I saw that he didn't four bet Ace King here, I would, there, I wouldn't even bat it. I, you know, I just okay, yeah, yeah. I would maybe think like hijack or low jack, you know, in earlier positions. Yeah makes more sense to flat but cut off come on like yeah you got it right like you're basically never four betting if you don't four bet ace king that's like deeper you get though like a lot of your pre-flop strategy and position ends up looking like that though yeah all right all right turns an ace so you make top pair mm-hmm. ace king five deuce uh two spades now the king and the five are the non-spade cards, so villain could have you know pair plus backdoor flush draw. I think that's those are reasonable hands for them to have. Well, there's eight ten in the pot. You got forty six hundred behind. So betting or checking here. That was what I was going to ask you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really tough, you know. I think it's a really a tough situation. I would probably just bet a third, though. Yeah. I think like you just want to bet on this card, and I, I think that like villain's not going to be raising a ton on this board because you know we have aces and kings in our range. So even if they have a set of five, set of deuces, they're probably not raising. I think you can just comfortably fold to a raise too. If they yeah. did in fact raise the turn. I would never expect to get raised on the turn. I yeah, I wouldn't either, but flabbergasted. Yeah, it would be very, very a, confusing. Right? I have a confession to make before we go deeper. I made a typo. It's the five of hearts. I don't know if that, that doesn't make any a big difference like so far in the hand, but it, there is a flusher on the flop. Okay. Well, Way to ruin everything, John. Why do you even have to? Why do you even have to? Um, no, 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 no. no. You'll, you'll see. <laughs> why do you even have to make the correction? Now the viewers just like, oh no, it's a five of hearts. Have to really engineer everything in my head all now. over again. It does not matter now, but yeah, okay, it does not matter now. So the board is ace king five deuce with the ace deuce of spades and the king five of hearts. John Double bets two on the turn. Yeah, double flush draw board. John bets a third, and the villain calls. And the river is the four of hearts. So it completes the front door flush draw and puts up a four-liner. Um, so <sighs> Okay. All right. Yeah. I missed up mixed up the suits of the five and the four. That's what I did. Oh my god, so it doesn't complete a front door flush. Five of hearts on the flop, four of diamonds on the river. Um, my bad. Wow. So this the flush doesn't complete on the river, so oh boy. You didn't even have to mention it, John. Why why'd you you just threw a curveball in here? No, it for does no matter. Reason. It does matter that there's a front door flush <laughs> on the flop. Trust me. Well, you're about to see why it matters. I'm really sorry about the two typos, but <laughs> all right. So there is no flush it, available, but there is a four straight. Ace, deuce, I four, to five. I defend my call on the river. 
Yeah, you you go ahead and check the river. Um, and I guess that's, yeah, I, I imagine you don't have hardly any threes in your range. Um, villain shouldn't have a ton of trays in their range. I guess ace tray suited would be the yeah, major one. tray. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some kind of like five and tray five of spades, like some kind of hand like that. Wow. Pocket threes, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Like so it's really like pocket threes and ace three were like the big, like the ones that I expect to see if I check. Well, we should just maybe show that three four, but three four raises the turn because it's a straight. I would, three, assu- I would no. assume at this SPR, maybe they don't though. Maybe they don't want to have a raising range. Yeah, I would again. I would think that that's not surprising yeah. at all. That like three four would just flat saying like yeah, it's just way too messy. Yeah, what's yeah? We're we're gonna give the the guy credit for not having a raising range here on the turn, but also not being able to four bet ace king cutoff versus a button bought three bet that's that that could both be the actions of a good player could be maybe i i would i would not like even though i think the turn shouldn't be a raise i would actually expect them to raise three four on the turn personally just because i i just think they can't help themselves with there being 1370 in the pod and 4320 behind and you can have all the top twos and all the sets and like yeah i I just couldn't imagine them not raising the turn but i mean maybe they just maybe they don't maybe you're right we'll never know three four well that's Um, that's like kind of a loose peel pre-flop yeah have you like played a lot live of, like, poker before? You, you 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 know they they don't know, fold know, a lot of three bets, right? I know, I know. I I, I would I, I was not giving them credit for like hands like three four or five three or three x that wasn't pocket threes or ace three. Yeah, maybe king kind of, three. King three suited makes like I wasn't like I was like, dude, I never. I just don't see like maybe this is the difference between online and live, and I need to recalibrate. But like, I would be shocked to see that someone online peel king three versus yeah. three bet. Well, here we are. You checked. Villain overbets river 1520, ace king 5 for deuce. Final board, John has ace queen. Um so overbet on four liner. Yeah. They definitely have natural bluffs cuz the front door flush are bricks even though I messed that up in the graphic. Um that's why I thought it was important was that like I just wanted to let the viewers and you know that I wasn't just thinking about calling it off in a spot where they have zero natural bluffs that I could yeah, I, I think like, man, I think it's somewhat difficult for Villain to pull the trigger, though, with Queen Jack of Hearts or Jack 10 of Hearts or Queen 10 of Hearts on this board, like repping very thin, just repping a tray, right? Like those would be the bluffs that you're hoping to find would be the busted hearts or maybe yeah, the busted, busted backdoor hearts, busted spades. spades. Yeah, you probably don't need to find many of them in order to call. Right, that's um, what I was thinking. But then like, so this is an overbet on the river. It was yeah. kind of a strange overbet where it was just like a, a teeny tiny bit over pot. There's 1370 and the potty bets 1520. Yeah. One um, problem is that like they have set still probably. Yeah. So that's that's the other thing I was going to say was that like, yeah, we can find tons of bricked front door flush draws and back door flush draws. There isn't a lot of 3x, but he still definitely jams fives and deuces and in fours. Fours. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if they have trays, they probably have fours as well. So like, 
that's nine extra combos to go with, you know, the trays and the ace trays and some, you know, random tray X. I think well, there's two ace trays. There's six trays. Yeah. That's eight. And then 17. 17. Yeah. We're going to need to find like seven or eight. Seems bluff combos. Very possible. Seems possible. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like they have, they have to, not only do they have to have the bluff combos, they act, they have to bluff with them <laughs> as well. And so like, I don't think they're going to, and then they have to bluff at the size with them on top of that. So like it, it's okay. a, it's a tough problem to solve. And it's quite a big parlay of like, yeah, they bet 15, 20 here. Do they just bet like 1100 or a thousand with like Jack 10 of hearts? Do they feel the need to overbet? I, I don't know the answer to that. So um, can I tell you how this overbet actually happened? This is like a, an opportunity for a live read. Yeah. The fifteen twenty wasn't like he counted out fifteen twenty. He counted out all his twenty dollars. He took out all his twenty dollars chips from his stack and just put them all on the pot. I'm I I know he knew like roughly how much it was because mm-hmm. he's not like just whatever. But like that was the bet. He just left all his big chips. He's like anything bigger than a $20 chip and put every $20 chip he added in the stack into the pot. That's very strange. Did you make anything of it? I didn't know what to make of it, but I had to ask for a count because it was a bizarre number of chips. And that's how I know it was like a weirdly sized overbet, like a kind of pot, but yeah, it's kind a of bit more. It's, it's almost like they're attempting some kind of reverse hell by using their lower denomination chips to make a bet and using all of their lower denomination chips. Um, I'm strong though for some reason because it was like a lot of stacks <laughs> of chips going in the middle, you know. Yeah. How strong did it feel, John? Because did it feel strong enough that you should fold the river on the four liner, or did it feel strong enough that you should call the river on the four liner? Didn't draw the line. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One more stack probably would have folded. <laughs> yeah, so that means you did not fold, right? I did not fold. Did not fold. Um, and villain has a three five of clubs. Yeah, this is, I was like, well, I guess they can have king three suited, probably. Yeah, they probably have more trays than yep. you imagined. Never. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going back to live players generally not folding to three bets, I don't think live players generally fold to three bets. <laughs> I think it's a very small frequency. You don't you don't wake up. Put all your clothes on, take a shower, get ready to go to the casino. Finally, V-pip a hand after, you know, what seems like infinity amount of hours. I get three bet and be like, okay, I'm just going to fold and wait until my next opportunity to play a hand. I think they're, they're in there. They're ready to, they got their clothes on. They're, they're ready to go. They, uh, they they're ready to open there. the 5-3. Yeah, let's go. Open the 5-3, call the three bet. Let's make something happen, baby. Boom. Like not only was this not in my three bet peel range, but it wouldn't have even been in the cutoff RFI range <laughs> Open in my range. brain. Yeah. So I got a lot of I got a lot of work yeah. to do. Let's duplicate all of these twenty dollar chips. Boom. Mm. <laughs> nice. These live fish, they can never fold a pair, even on a four liner. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you play the five three, baby. That's, exactly That's why you play the five three. Yeah. I'm gonna make it straight and this idiot's not gonna be able to fold one pair <laughs> when I overbet. Yeah, well. There you go. Good for that guy. He got up in the morning, did all the right things, beat the living hell out of you, and here we are discussing the hand on Tactical Tuesday. And stick around after the break. 
apparently this next hand is for the lulls. This was the the strategic hand. So let's see what the lulls are when we come back. In a world where a fish dog bets the flop and you don't know what to do, one man Coach Brad Wilson has a surefire plan to neutralize flop leads and rip that dunk to shreds. Nuffle. Available now. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash Nuffle. Rated R. All right. Welcome back from the break. Ready to dive into the second hand for the lulls, as the kids say. Yep. Let's see some lulls. There's definitely some strategy in this hand, but it's it's it'll probably make you laugh more than... <laughs> okay, well... You open, so yep. everybody follows to you on the button. You're 2K yep. deep. Looks like you're playing 1020 live. You open a 60, and the big villain in the big blind calls their 2K deep as well. Anything you know about said villain? Uh, he is a reg. Seems to be a pro. Um, no, not much more to add. I don't. I don't have any strong reads other than backpack hoodie. Yeah, backpack. You said the backpack read. <laughs> All right. Um, Queen 10 9 is the flop. All hearts, which means you have quite a good hand. You have the nut flush, and I would imagine villains tend to three bet King Jack of Hearts here out of the big blind, but you know, who knows in the live poker realm. So, anyway, quite a good scenario here for you, especially at 100 bigs deep. Um, you start out by betting small. Uh, I guess we'll start there with the small, small bet. Yeah. Just kind of my general strategy on, <clears throat> on monotone boards is uh, doing a lot of small C betting when I do C bet. Uh, guessing what you're going to suggest here is like, literally just having larger sizes with better hands. Uh, I think it's not un- unreasonable. Like, I think that you could certainly start out with like half here, yeah. especially on this board where you don't block any pairs and you have the nuts. Um, and I don't know that like two pair or straights are going to raise or sh- should raise at any kind of frequency. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind starting out with like half pot, but Just capture a little bit more value from a lot of hands that are very strong, but still don't raise like those two pairs you just and, mentioned. And like, flexible facing like yeah. 30 and 50. They just like, don't care. You know, if they Ray have probably doesn't even raise like, yeah, King Jack doesn't raise. I think like Queen Jack is like, doesn't care whether you bet 30% or 50%. So, um, yeah, either way you decide to bet a third villain calls. The turn is the ace of spades villain checks kind of an interesting board. Now there's two 10 in the pot. You've got 1900 left behind, um, hard to find a bunch of bluffs now in your turn betting range. Uh, on the ace, considering that, like, you know, if you have ace jack or ace king or some other just like ace eight, ace seven, ace six, ace five offsuit with the ace of hearts, you now turn a pair. So hard to have like an offsuit jack. Yeah. Well, my jack X is going to be like suited stuff, but that would probably make up the biggest portion of my bluffing range is like, again, like jack seven suited, maybe. Yeah. But we're really struggling to find enough, enough bluffs. I would imagine that, like, 
preferred sizing is probably something small. Oh, really? I had the thought that you had on the flop here, where there's just like a lot of hands that are going to be like, I, I kind of had that thought one street too late, I think, where there's just a lot of hands that aren't going to check raise the flop that are going to be relatively inflexible on the turn. Like, mm -hmm. I thought Queen Jack is just going to call like 70, maybe even like pot quite frequently. Um, I'd be worried about losing Queen Jack now. Yeah. I it's guess. a big bet on the turn. But still, there's all those like two pair hands, maybe even, yeah, two pair hands, maybe even straights. Um, so I thought that there wasn't like a shortage of hands that I could target with a with a really big bet. Pair plus pair plus draw. Yeah. Okay. Well, go for it then, Daddy O. I do think you're struggling to find like low equity yeah, yeah. hands. I mean, it's and... a good point that like yeah, I i really wasn't even thinking so much about like that i don't have tons of bluffs anymore i was just thinking like oh god he has so many strong hands still like i have to yeah so like exploitively sizing up which you know is reasonable here especially when like i don't think villains are going to fold two pair i don't think they're going to think too deeply about like the hands that beat them um and yeah so all right you just decide to overbet the turn which <laughs> yeah, it's quite big, quite different than 30%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you really have no bottom end to your polarization here, I guess. Uh, king X, King 8 with the King of Hearts. King I, I, I don't even know. Trying to pull out two pair, obviously. Yeah, like uh, you don't really have a bottom end to your polarization, but let's see if Villain recognizes. Who knows? They decide to call regardless. Um, all pretty quickly didn't didn't think much about it yeah and the river is the I think it's better jack of hearts you river a straight flush what queen jack to? 10 9 of hearts you have ace 8 and the most common flush they would have would be the king what a very strange river I stared I stared at the middle of the table for like 10 seconds after he checked. And I was like, I think I'm going to check back a straight <laughs> flush on the river. So there's 710 in the pot, 1600 behind. Oh my God. Are you really going to check a straight flush behind on the river? Couldn't you bet like a third? Couldn't you bet like 200 and fold to a jam? Try to get called by the seven of hearts. I mean, or a straight, maybe. No, or two pair or set. Like, so one thing that I will say is that I felt pretty confident that you know, while I said the big blind is a decent, you know, looks like a decent reg, mm -hmm. seems like he plays well. I I would feel very confident in saying is that if I bet here and got jammed on, I would be so happy to fold. Like I wouldn't be like, oh man. Yeah. Oh, this for a second to just be like a yeah. it'd be a very very happy fold but does he ever call with i don't know i don't know the answer to that question whether they call with enough worse hands or not um i'd probably be willing to see though willing to willing to put a bet out there and test whether or not they'll call often yeah. enough or not that really really small on the river like yeah 150 or 200, 200 feels too big <laughs> maybe 100 then or 150 and maybe you just 
maybe $20. it's not worth it. Maybe maybe it's like not worth the pain of facing the jam and folding a straight flush to the jam. Um, I don't know, John. I I can't imagine them like jamming though without a straight without the king high flush, just because like there's <laughs> you could just easily be jamming into a yeah. straight flush, right? <laughs> like considering like we have the ace of hearts, but if they did have the ace of hearts. I don't even think they would raise the river with the ace of hearts on queen jack 10 nine of hearts, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I I think you can probably get called by enough worse hands if you bet like a hundred and then pretty easily fold. So like if you wanted to eke out that value, then I think go for it. But if not, I see that side too. I I didn't go for that. I didn't go for the hundred. So you just Uh, check behind. Yeah. I checked back. Yeah, and villain flopped two pair. It was really embarrassing because, like, you know, I checked back and, like, he has to turn his hand over first. And yeah. the dealer's like, two pair, right? I turn over my hand and the dealer looks at my hand and says, straight flush. And, like, four people at the table in unison say, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a slam dunk bet by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But, like, on first glance, you're like, wait a second. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. check check and he has a straight flush yeah oh yeah i guess i'm somewhat glad that like three people at the table thought this was a ridiculous check back yeah i mean you know this is um everybody avoids online poker you know all the people because it's rigged and set up and look at this look at this this setup in live poker what's what's the deal here yeah i was like all ready to stack him on the flop he had top two it was just yeah, these are the kind of hands you, you see online, but don't really happen in, in real life ever. And Stupid life poker improving my hand on the river. Why would they do that? <laughs> um, and for the listener too, by the way, I'm being sarcastic about all the all the things being rigged. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, it it's definitely reasonable to check back and whatever. I, I can now confidently say that I've checked back the strongest hand I will ever check back in my life really how would you ever check back a hand stronger than the bottom end of a straight flush king queen jack 10 you could have the nine nine of spades oh, oh okay i mean i just meant in terms of like the category of hand oh the category yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. you can get one pip stronger you can check back yeah. one pip stronger without jokers you know you throw jokers into the mix and then you got quints <laughs> and maybe you can check back a royal sometimes who knows um all right well that's going to do it for today's episode of Tactical Tuesday. John's out there in the live streets. Beware. If he sits down at your table, he's going to be checking back straight flushes. And yeah, so just donk the river. Yeah, and calling <laughs> calling over bets on four-liners. Um, okay. The water's very warm. Look for him at the tables. And have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.